of your Holy Spirit. For you have made it clear to us in your word, it is not by our might, it is not by our power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. And so, Lord, demonstrate the power of your Holy Spirit. Uh, throughout all demonic plans and plots and by your might and your power against your servant and against your work. And Lord, I do pray uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for bringing about a reckoning among people who claim to be Christians. And uh, Lord, thank you for showing us the evil that has been done <coughs> in your name <coughs> somebody said the in the name of faith God help us have mercy upon us and forgive us of our sins our failures and our faults and Holy Father God we pray for those of us who are saved, lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties. Fill us with your peace that passeth all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Lord, we pray that you will help each and every one of us who name the name of Christ to humble ourselves down those who are not saved but too proud to admit it lord help them to humble themselves down to lay aside their pride and confess their sins and repent and get saved <clears throat> and so holy father god thank you for leading us to preach on that tonight and to teach on that demonstrate the power of your holy spirit and speak to all of our hearts from your holy word for you told me and told all other preachers to preach your word in season and out of season and lord we pray that once we get our hearts right with you and we truly confess our sins and repent we pray in the name of the lord jesus christ that you will help us and deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions, our cares and our worries and anxieties and burdens, that you would, Lord, deliver us from all of our tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions, that you would, Lord, deliver us who name the name of Christ and who are truly saved. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, and student loan debt, student progress problems that we're facing even with all of the crisis situations swirling around. And then, Lord, we pray for millions around the world. Protect us all from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis and utility crisis as things are getting worse uh, and Lord we thank you for dealing with your church exposing your church rebuking your church chastising your church for the evil that is in it <coughs> and Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ 
we pray that you would continue to do your will with your church. And Lord, have the true Christians to remain standing. Continue to purge your church and cleanse it from all uh, hypocrites and phonies and fakes, counterfeit Christians, tares among the wheat. Let your will be done. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would, you would bless and protect my family and all other Christian families that name the name of Christ and all other people. Lord, uh, place upon us all the whole armor of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels, a wall of your holy fire. And Lord, I pray that you will protect us, Lord, from ourselves, from the demons of hell, from uh, evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. People who are demon-possessed, and some are demon-possessed in all categories. Family life, church life, and uh, people in general. Uh, as we are praying for the dear people in Uvalde tonight. Uh, people can try to analyze him all they want to. He was demon-possessed. He was driven by the devil. He was filled with demons, legions, no doubt, of demons to do something with glee like that. Without a tear in his eye, he acted like a monster because the devil is a monster and the demons of hell. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved. Have everything we do here to be done tonight and throughout the rest of our lives to be done for your glory, your praise, and your honor. <clears throat> and for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, I want to welcome you to Testing, one, two, three. In here? Over here? Testing, one, two, three. That's on. Testing, one, two, three. We good? Okay. Since it's been a while, allow me to share with you everything that we shared in the beginning of this uh, class.
class <coughs> this service <coughs> pardon me how to overcome temptation part 176 we're dealing with the temptation to be proud on with Christian soldiers discipleship class believe it or not number 300 that's 300 weeks so welcome to the Onward Christian Soldiers Discipleship Class. Been running for many years. I am Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society and pastor of Gospel Light House of Prayer International. The purpose of this time together, pardon me, is to teach especially young believers in Christ, pardon me, and old believers who have forgotten the fundamentals of the faith, everything they need to know about their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and provide them with the knowledge base that they need to live victorious Christian lives uh, and to be better disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Understand that disciples, the word disciple, comes from, is connected to the word discipline God wants us to be a disciplined, obedient Christian people. And here is where we have lost it in God's sight. As I told you the other night on Wednesday night, preachers have gotten caught up on preaching about your position in Christ in the heavenlies and the, the, the benefits of being a Christian your authority and all of that and have totally forgotten about preaching on practical sanctification God has he has your back in as far as the positional theology you don't have to worry about that uh, but now he is very serious about practical uh, theology and practical holiness and obedience in your life. Obedience equals holiness and sanctification. Living a clean life, which we, which God, and, and let me just say this to you. Uh, what What's happening with the Southern Baptist Convention happens with other denominations and happens with churches and happens with individuals. Now this is that point when God just drops something into my heart, into my spirit to tell you that you don't know. Is someone is somewhat like a, a revelation. Uh, everybody does not get a revelation. God will choose certain people to get a revelation from Him, from Him to give to you to understand. Uh, all true preachers know about this. Is not planned. 
It's not in the text, nowhere near it. But God dropped something into your spirit, and that is this today. See, God is very loving, and God is very gracious. He's nothing like us. God is not interested in exposing, exposing you. You understand? God is not interested in exposing you, man. That's not, if God wanted to expose you, first of all, he already knows about you and your mess. See, but when Negroes, excuse me, and I'm talking about all people, white and black and red and yellow, when I say Negroes. Negroes who persist in their evil, God has to expose you to preserve his church. And, and, and uh, God talks about it in the book of Revelation. When he talks about giving you space to repent. Jesus talks about it. When, when the Lord gives you space to repent. Now you, you say, well, how, how long is that space? It's a long time for most people. He'll give, you, he'll give you 10 years, 20 years, 15 years, 30 years to get your act together. But now if you don't, and you call yourself a child of God, you don't hurry up and get your act together, he'll get it together for you. Your little sweet thing, Sylvia, yeah, he'll cause you to move out of town where you can't see Sylvia anymore. You Don't get me started. Ah, uh, 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 he'll, uh, he'll move Sylvia and her husband to get them away from you. Or uh, he will allow Sylvia to get sick and die or Bo Peep you can't you can't get enough of Bo Peep you just you quit and then you can't you want to go back you keep going back you act like you can't do it you can't help yourself some of you people who are so-called addicted to uh, addicted to uh, pornography you just can't stop it God will have your hand cut off I mean you know God's got some ways to get you to understand what he means by obedience. Okay, and so my point is, what's happening with the SBC, the Southern Baptist Convention, happens to all churches, all denominations who name the name of Christ, all individuals. They're at the point of exposure. See, now let me help you. You get exposed when you continue in your mess. And you continue to cover it up. Now if you don't persist and then go any further. Then God is really not interested in exposing you. He is interested in you uh, getting your act together. And, 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 and uh, taking advantage of the space that he gives you to repent. And if you quit it. He'll leave it there. That's how loving he is. But if you persist and then you start some other mess. Like uh, allowing homosexuals and homosexual couples into the church as members. And, and then leaders. could Because once they become members they can do anything they want. Otherwise they're going to sue the pants off of you. And they will do it. 
homosexual will act like they love you and then sue you at the same time while they tell you I love you and, and not better than I and care less and be popping and everything else and twitching and everything else and and, and, and but you and we're members that's what they're gonna say we're members we can do like everybody else we can work in the nursery with your little children and, 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 and we're not going to dump it on you right now here in the first few weeks, but uh, in about, about, about eight or nine weeks, we're going to come up here dressed in drag, and we, we're going to teach the children the Bible. They have done it. These people are demon-possessed, but you let them in. Oh, wait a minute. Now, I'm not through. You proud you, you. I'm not through. See? And so I am asking, once again, a man who has written some great articles regarding the scandal. He called it the apocalypse. And then today he called it the mafia, the Southern Baptist Convention as the mafia. He normally does not play because uh, he is a man who lives out his Christianity. He's not perfect. He has his flaws. He'll tell you that. His name is Russell Moore. I'm calling on him. In light of the impactful, powerful articles that he has written over this past week, Dr. Land has already told the Southern Baptists this already and warned the Southern Baptists of uh, the heretic and false pastor and false prophet, Andy Stanley. I'm calling tonight on Dr. Russell Moore, a public theologian for, the, for Christianity Today, which was founded by Billy Graham. Remember that. Now, Christianity Today is founded by Billy Graham. Don't you forget it. And Billy Graham is turning over in his grave It was happening in the church. His heart is broken. I'm calling on him tonight by the grace of God to publicly by Monday to expose Andy Stanley and others, maybe including his friend Stetzer, who respectfully stepped aside from Christianity today Understanding and knowing that a greater than Stetzer is here. <laughs> Russell Moore, Dr. Russell Moore. A good man. A good Christian man and a good church man. And I said this before and I'll say it again. If the Southern Baptist Convention can't keep uh, Dr. Russell Moore, they, 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 they might as well disband. You can't keep anybody. And one of the reasons why they didn't like him because he knew where the dead bodies were and he knew the corruption in the Southern Baptist Convention. But he also knows, according to his article, about 80 plus percent of the people are good, godly people. The salt of the earth. And I agree with him. But there's some devils. There's some false prophets. There's some false preachers among us. Being gracious and loving, as most Southern Baptist pastors are, they don't want to say your name. They don't, they don't, they don't do like me. They, they're not called to do that. That's not how they roll. 
that's all right. But I am calling on Dr. Russell Moore to be a prophet to the Southern Baptist Convention and to the false prophet Andy Stanley and his cohorts. And Russell Moore, he knows who they are and he knows what they have done. But he's a loving man and he's a respectful man and he does not want to expose anybody. God had to remove him like Lot out of the Southern Baptist Convention so that God could expose them for the evil that they have done. May God help us. I'm calling on Reverend Dr. Russell Moore to expose Andy Stanley as a heretic as he is as his colleague did, Dr. Richard D. Land, to call it as he sees it. Now, Dr. Russell Moore, and I love him, and I respect him. He can get mad at me if he wants to. That's fine. We're, we're still going to heaven together. We're going to see. We're, we're, we're ironing out. But... Uh, He's always been to me a straight shooter. And I want him to be a straight shooter about this. He does not want to do this. It's not in his nature to do this. But he knows Andy Stanley is the devil. A false prophet. A false pastor. Crept in or unawares. And I want him to save Ed Stetzer. a lesser man than Russell Moore, and save Greer from being bamboozled by Andy Stanley. I pray that he would do it by Monday. And, no, and no, listen to me. Now, once Russell Moore gets the stepping, <laughs> you don't want to go up against him as far as writing. No, 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 sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, ma'am. He's like Dr. Tony Evans in his preaching. Dr. Tony Evans is a very sweet person, a loving person, a kind person, and, 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 and he'll hug your neck, and, and, and then he'll get in the pool pit and, uh, and uh, dismantle you piece by piece with nice, good-sounding words that you have to look up while you're sitting there listening. But he's cutting you, and you don't even know it. You just walk out and falling apart because you're so cut up. Russell Moore is like that in writing. And he may come after me. That's fine. That's fine. I know this. I know I'm telling him the truth. You see, here's how this works, this revelation. Okay. You persist in evil. You persist in evil. You persist in raping women and molesting children and and hoeing around in the church and you go on and on and on watch this now God didn't expose him he did, he did not expose it see you know why God exposed it listen to me carefully this is a revelation if you don't pay attention this is going to go over your head and you're going to have to get it by freight because when you cross a certain line with God in the church that's when he begins to uh, expose stuff that was hidden by his grace by his mercy 
Should it be exposed? Yes. It should have never happened. That's right. But once you cross a line with God, God would expose you. In the Southern Baptist Convention and evangel evangelicalism, bless your heart, has crossed a line with God and God is stepping. God is stepping. This is all God people. God is not trying to hurt you. We come to find out this past week, it was all, maybe all of it was under the blood of the people confessed their sins. The great Johnny Moore, the man, one of the preachers we all just love. He's a preacher's preacher, a man, preacher's preacher, a man's man. But yet, he tried to rape a pastor's wife. Why he's not in jail, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they have done. Why he's still getting his pension, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. All of that. I'm just saying some things. Then we got Pastor Gillian, a black man. Johnny Moore, is that his name? Johnny, Johnny what? Say the last name. Johnny Hunt. An Indian. Johnny Hunt. And, and Gilead, I was getting ready to say something, but... Black Lives Matter will be all over me. Pastor Gilliard, Mr. Gilliard, not Pastor, please excuse me. Come to find out, we thought it was just two or three women that, I mean girls, he molested and raped. Yet, some for some reason, the churches down in uh, Jacksonville, I don't know what is in the water down there, they, they still call him the pastor. I don't care if you like it or not. Come to find out, Forty-four women charged him <clears throat> sexual uh, misconduct, sexual harassment, a whole bunch of stuff is mixed up in there, child molestation as well. See, the problem that God had, one of the problems that God has with sin is that you don't, you never get enough. You, go, you, you get this and then you want more than that. You get that, you want more than that. Okay? But I want you to get my point, my main point. Because this is on an individual basis, church basis, denomination basis. God is very merciful. Listen to me very carefully. God is very loving. God is very gracious. And he does not want to expose you. That's not what he wants to do. Because he has stake in this too. But God is the straightest shooter of them all. And God does not mind doing it. Because God is going to still be God. If he has to tear the temple down. Or tear your church down. Like he's torn down many. 
If you don't turn around, if you don't make a U-turn, bless your heart. Huh? In your mess. Now, if you do so, he'll cover it. Just make sure you don't cover it with him. Because you will not prosper. And you may not be able to get back up again. If you try to cover your sin with him. And there are some people so devilishly proud. They, they try to cover up their sin from God. And God already knows about it. That's dumb. That's dumb. God already knows about your mess. In your heart. In your mind. In the darkness of night. The black darkness. You're creeping. He knows all about it. He, he knows when you're getting ready to creep. He knows when you're tempted to creep. He knows where all the creeps are. In fact, he knows the creep that you're going to. Because they creeping too. They're just not moving out of their house. So understand this. This is what has happened to the Southern Baptist Convention. And it has happened because of the likes of Andy Stanley. The false prophet. And those who support him and prop him up. Ed Stetzer, J.D. Greer. Russell Moore is not in that number, but he knows all about it. And he knows what they're doing. And let me just say this, and I love him as a brother, because he's a man of God, and he takes personal holiness seriously. That's why he's not in the number. He's not in the list of what? How many? 700? 1,000 people? What? Preachers? He's not in that. I, I never thought he would be. That's why we used him on our publication. Same thing for Ed Stetzer. I don't use Ed Stetzer anymore until he repents of this foolishness of supporting and propping up a heretic. And the Stanley. Now, I'm not, I, listen. I have people, family members, and friends, and foes, and Folks, they would love to see me uh, out of commission, either dead or in jail on some trumped up charges because I'm preaching like this. No, God is giving the Southern Baptist Convention right now a chance to get this right and cut this thing off at the past because that's the next foot to drop. The homosexuality foot and what people, certain pastors have done, Lytton as well. Not plagiarizing, just reading the talking notes of the heretic Andy Stanley. Greer as well. Greer did it better though. He camouflaged some of the talking points and he at least had his own personal uh, introductory remarks that all pastors are good at doing and gifted at doing it, but they have their own way with that. And we can understand how you can plagiarize a sermon, but not somebody's introductory remarks to his his particular church crowd. Come on, man. I'm looking at people because this is crazy. And and, and then going to preach this garbage, not preach it, but talk these, these hear, hear the talking notes. God whispers that sexual sin. Excuse me. Excuse me because I'm getting ready to say something that my sweet evangelicals don't want me to say. That's a lie. He shouts at other sins like pride and stuff like that. That is so bogus. 
where in where in the hell did he get that from? Nowhere. He didn't get it from the Bible. Dr. Russell Moore knows it. He knows I'm right about it. He's not going to be as hard as I am. And while he's cutting them to get them straight, he's going to try to backhand uh, cut me as well. And that's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. I can handle it. I just want him to do that. I, I, I want him to understand that this is a progression. God will destroy the Southern Baptist Convention completely. And shut her down. If they don't deal with this issue right here. Because this is the reason why they're exposed over here. And only men who know the times can see that. And reveal that to you. Dr. Tony Evans would agree with what I'm saying. See. He's not going to say it like me. I can't say it like him. But God has given him the ability to see and to discern and to know the times. And 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 Dr. Tony Evans may be friendlier to these people. He knows these people. Just like just like Dr. Russell Moore and wants to be friends with these people and loving and all of that. But I'm telling you, once they get behind the sacred desk and God get a hold of them, they're gonna cut. I have no doubt about it. They've got to expose it now. Dr. Richard Lamb has exposed him already. And he's nobody to sneeze at. Princeton, I think. Oxford. He said it lovingly. He said it wisely. But cut, 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 cut. He didn't stab. He cut. I stab. He cuts. Slices you to pieces in a loving way. Dr. Michael Brown, same way. It may take him a while to, to really get with it, on it. But once he gets on it and with it, he's just like Dr. Russell Moore. He, the pen is like a knife. So that's what's happening with the Southern Baptist Convention. It has probably happened to you. Many of these pastors have already been exposed on an individual basis. That's what's happening. And so the next foot to drop is the demonic, yea, satanic, sinister, clandestine, Judas, Betrayal of God, Jesus Christ, in the church by colluding with the government, and some have gotten paid to betray Christ 30 pieces of silver and have sold the church down the river to allow homosexuality and homosexual marriage in the, into the church and people who are that way as members. You, you know why? You know why uh, Brian Houston failed? You know why uh, the church Hillsong fell down to the ground? Because they were not strong and clear against having 
church members who are homosexual, living a homosexual life, homosexual marriage. Let me tell you something. Lot and the people of Sodom and Gomorrah never thought about homosexual marriage, period. And, and the church has colluded with the government to allow the Supreme Court and have the Supreme Court to write it into law in this country that says, as its motto, in God we trust. Now, I love America, and I am a proud American, as that goes. And we're coming up on Memorial Day. But let me tell you something. As far as I'm concerned, they can take that down. Now, that's a revelation that has nothing to do with this message. Other than proud people have done evil in God's sight. And they won't repent. I'm calling on Dr. Russell Moore, who is a, has a who has a pastor's heart. He has a little prophet in him as well. And he can do it. And I pray that he would. Because that's going to be the next. If he does not expose this, he's going to have to do it. Dr. Richard Land has done pretty much all he's going to do about it. And, that, and that's a, that, was a, that was an amazing thing for him to do. But his colleague, the man he uh, took over, the ERLC, I think it's called, Southern Baptist Convention, from, has already dealt with it. And I pray that he would deal with it as well. If he doesn't, he will, I think, answer to God because he knows where uh, all the bodies are. Excuse the expression. He knows who is behind this. Now, let me hurry to this. Our key Bible verse is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. It's hot now down here in Texas. And uh, my family and I went to Walmart to check on something. And uh, the women are coming out of the clothes. And that's a temptation even for me. You say, well, you're holy, ain't you? No, well, I'm not that holy. I might be holy, uh, like like uh, uh, D.L. Moody said. I, I, somebody asked me, why do you pray so much and read the Bible so much? Because I'm, I have holes. <laughs> H-O-L-E-S. I need all the feeling I can get because I leak. And you just have to deal with it. You can't run away from it. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Our lesson today is titled How to Overcome Temptation. Part 176 and we're dealing with the temptation to be proud. Which includes and is connected to stubbornness, rebelliousness. Hatefulness, bad attitudes, bad spirits, 
Beloved, in this section of our Onward Christian Soldiers Discipleship class, we are looking at specific temptations that are, as the Bible says, common to man. We are looking at what the Bible says about these sins so we can be aware of its dangers and so that we can hide Holy Scripture in our hearts to use when we are tempted. The sin that we are looking at today is the sin of pride. Probably the worst sin because it is the sin of the devil. That's why he was cast out of heaven. This is the sixth sin in a list of 12 temptations that comes from two sources, one ancient and one modern. The first source is a list that was developed by monks in the early church called the Seven Deadly Sins or the Cardinal Sins. The second source is a Bonner survey from 2011. And by the way, Bonner has been very active over the pandemic, the plague, coronavirus plague for some reason, I don't know why. Which tracked the top temptations Americans admitted to struggling with. Pride. Today we're looking at in the Word of God, Isaiah 13:11. My son Daniel White IV wrote this part right here, and I don't know if it is still true. Uh, my son Daniel Ezekiel White will need to check that for you. But he said long ago, remember the text of this lesson is made available online after each class, so you can go to our website, gospellighthouseofprayer.com. Click the Onward Christian Soldiers banner on the home page and begin to learn these verses by heart throughout the week. If you are a young Christian, one of the best things you can do is hide the Word of God in your heart. Get you some index cards, you write the verse on one side and the reference on the other. Now, I don't use the word memorization. I use the word, I use biblical words, hide it in your heart. You, sometimes you may not quote it exactly, but you, you know what it is. And that'll help you. Make it a part of your life. Verse 4 through 6, Isaiah 26, verses 4 through 6. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. For he bringeth down them that dwell on high. And that's what God is doing right now. He's bringing down high and lofty so-called church leaders, bishops, pastors, big time. Thought they were big time. God is bringing them down low, 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 even to the grave, many of them. Because God will take you out if you take, if you give, um, if you give communion unworthily, as well as if you take it. 
lofty city, he layeth it low, he layeth it low even to the ground. He bringeth it even to the dust. The foot shall tread it down, even the feet of the poor and the steps of the needy. Dr. C.S. Lewis said it was through pride that the devil became the devil. Through pride. Dr. C.S. Lewis had one of the clearest minds. He was able to see things in the Word of God and even outside of the Word of God and was able to put it in a very unique and powerful way. He said, pride leads to every other vice. And that is so true. You say, preacher, why have you started mentioning uh, publicly and praying for your wife publicly about her soul's salvation? Because I know how proud she is and how that she told me she was saved before we got married. And as a young evangelist who believes everybody's saved if they say they believe in Jesus Christ, uh, I believed it. That's the reason why, one of the reasons why I married her. And, uh, and after living with her for a while, I saw that I did not see some fruit. And Jesus said, if we, uh, Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. Now, she can't say that about me. And I'm not trying to be saved. I am saved, and so the fruit comes out. Fruit that allows me and causes me and helps me because of the fear of God and the love of God to stay with her. Even though she has not been a good woman, a good wife, or a good mother. And this past weekend, I saw where uh, uh, she got it from. And I had always told her that. You don't have to worry about that. Is that, is that what you want to deal with? And something else, go ahead and take care of it. She got it from her parents. Just like I got traits from my parents. And uh, everybody knows this is uh, universal knowledge, especially among black people in America. Uh, Jamaican people can come off very proud and arrogant and stubborn and bossy, especially women, the women. But they're great in other areas. As I've told you. So that's that's why. And it's because see, I believe many people in the church are lost. Some of the stuff that we're seeing coming out of the Southern Baptist Conventions. Some of these preachers and some of these people in church leadership so-called have never been saved. I have my doubts about a uh, preacher, a man, Daryl Gilliard. I mean, I, 44 women. I can understand you slipping and falling with one or two. Uh, but to have 44 women accuse you of molesting them or raping them or trying to have sex with them, and you're a preacher, 
Something, something's not right. Uh, we shall know them by their fruits. See, and so, and, but what we do in in, in evangelical cir uh, circles, Protestant circles, we do the same thing I did with my wife. Just because she said she's saved, we believe that she's saved, or he's saved. Or that because they served in the church and they are in church every Sunday, we believe that they're saved. Oftentimes, these are terrors. I call them terrorists. They change. They're one way in church and then they're another way at home. Nobody likes to hear it. Nobody likes to talk about it. And I have women mad at me right now. They would love to see my wife divorce me because I tell the truth and speak the truth. Uh, and they don't know that, and my wife knows, but they don't know that I'm going to keep on preaching. And they're mad about me doing this because they don't want to be exposed about their hypocrisy. They don't want their husband to dare say anything negative about them. Oh, women can say negative things about their husbands in the evangelical circles. He, 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 everybody laugh. He, he, he. And men, you know. One, one lady, one dear lady, she said, you women need to, you wives need to stop that. Stop making your husband look like a fool. That's what she said. You can talk about your husband all day. And I'm talking, uh -huh, uh -huh, yeah, look at him. Uh -huh. and, and nobody says anything. Pastor's wife just laugh her head off. and All the sisters laugh their heads off about, about their husbands and, and honey child this and honey child that. Old wives' tales and fables. Husband always is the butt of the joke. But as soon as you say something about mama, oh boy, the men get scared. All the men in the room say, oh, ooh, oh boy, you messed up now. You messed up now. You're going to the couch. You're not going to get any. You're not getting any now. Oh, uh, yeah. That's so stupid. You know, these people don't believe the Bible. The woman is supposed to be in charge. Everything she says goes. Men are scared. I got uh, men right now mad at me because of the things I've said. But they like it on their, when they're by themselves. But their wife tell them, you need to get him. Say something negative about him. They don't. Thank God they have not done so yet. They may say something to her and pillow talk. You know, make her feel better. I just can't believe it. Well, honey child, we've been married for going on 35 years. If you want to see that dissolve, you go right ahead. Uh, since you've been divorced two or three times. That's, that's, that's the problem. You want her to be like you. Really, for the first time in our marriage, my wife, uh, talking with my mother-in-law, who I believe deep down she loves me, but she didn't show it. She doesn't show it. And her sister hates my guts. But that's all right. But my wife talked with them on this past weekend, and she, they asked her, can you, uh, she said, uh, they asked her to go eat with her. And she left them and said, let me go ask my husband. And she found me and came and asked me with a smile and great attitude and everything. 
and they were mad as fire. You got to go ask your husband, what do you mean? Well, because that's what we're doing it the Bible way. Y'all didn't do it the Bible way, that's why you don't have a husband. See, you're a busybody instigating in somebody else's marriage, trying to tear down their marriage. You should want your daughter to finish her marriage since you didn't finish yours. See, but that pride will uh, cause you to be that way. Pride will cause you to die and go to hell. Pride will cause you to destroy your marriage. That's what happened with their marriage and other people, thousands, millions of marriages divorced and remarried because of pride. And then once you, the devil gets you to, see this is how the devil does you. Once he gets you to do stupid things like that, then you sit on the bed one day and say, you know what, that was so stupid, so dumb, we could have made it. The husband says it, the wife says it, we could have made it. If I could sing, I would, I would sing, it, sing it for you, but I, I can't. Isn't that true? Just nod your head. You don't have to say amen. Just nod your head. All of you people out there who are divorced and remarried, you're mad at me. Because of the way, because of how I'm preaching about it and what I'm saying about it, it has worked. And, uh, uh, and there's, I can't imagine anybody more proud than my wife. More stubborn, more rebellious. I can't imagine a woman Certainly no saved woman. And all women have their problems, just like all men have their problems. But pride will destroy your marriage. Pride will destroy your church. Pride will destroy your denomination. If you're not willing to humble yourself and admit that you're not saved and get saved so that the Holy Ghost of God can produce fruit to you through you. And you're not mad as the devil all day long for no reason. Nobody wants to stay married to that. And thank God you have a husband or you have a wife who is saved and filled with the Holy Ghost of God and can deal with it. The Bible Knowledge Commentary says about this passage, People who trust in the Lord enjoy perfect, that is complete, genuine peace. Now, as well as in the millennium in the future. This availability, tranquility, this availability of inner tranquility encourages believers to continue trusting the Lord. Now listen very carefully. Because he is firm like a rock. I don't care what you're going through. If you're saved, you say, well, how can I trust in the Lord? How can I... Uh, be at peace at all times, the pass of all understanding. You know what keeping your mind on the Lord and He will keep you in perfect peace means? means that you pray without ceasing. Because the, de the devil is going to throw darts at you all day, not just in the morning time, not just at noon time, not just at night. All day is constantly coming in. And every time He hits you, and it, it, it devastates you, you know, makes you depressed, feeling, and down, and all of that, you got to pray. And see, this is where many people quit. They don't want to do that all day long. They don't want to be in a battle all day long. Well, if you're going to do something for God, if you're saved, 
and you're going to do something for God, you're going to be in a battle all day long. That's why God has taught us to pray without ceasing. He is a rock, and He is eternal. The best thing you can do, listen to me, the situation in Uvalde, Texas, if you don't have God for real, you're not going to make it. One, one man, uh, his wife got killed in the shooting. And there's a video of him taking flowers to the cross. He could barely stand up. And then he dropped dead of a broken heart. He said he had a heart attack. Because his dear wife. And, and, and let's tell the truth and shame the devil. Everybody does not have a, a marriage like my wife and I, where we don't really, you know, it's not a big romantic deal. There's some people who really have a wonderful, romantic, happy relationship with their wives and spouse and husband. And that's a beautiful thing. And if you're truly saved, you're happy for those people. Some of these people look like they really loved each other. Not only with God's love, but with their love, if you will. There, there's some husbands who truly, truly uh, cherish their uh, wives because they have been good wives to them. Now, don't look at me strange and, 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 and tell a lie and say that uh, that's how your marriage is when it's not. If it is, great. If it's not, tell the truth. Thank God that somebody wrote a book recently, not too long ago, titled, No More Perfect Marriages. You know why they said that? Because people are sick and tired of these fake marriages that fall apart. And by the way, somebody tell that boy, that man, that young man, I ain't mad at you. The man who was married to the beautiful Megan her last name and uh, they were married for almost nine years or something and I can't remember his name tell him I said because I tried to help him out of that situation and I, he you know he divorced her and the marriage broke up and now all of a sudden they got him hosting a show titled um, Married at First Sight Tell him that he's not the one to be the judge of that show. He's not the one. That's not going to work. But just, just tell him I said it. In contrast with the righteous who enter this special city of God, people who fly to dwell in the lofty city, that is, who persist in their pride will be abased, brought down. And God does not need anybody to bring somebody down. God will bring them down. Will be abased because they did not trust in Him. You know why many, many wives uh, don't submit to their husbands and respect their husbands for one reason here's another revelation for you I've already told you this one they don't trust in God that's all 
they do not trust in God. And so they, they want it to be a flesh and blood situation. And if you are saved, you do not want your marriage to be a flesh and blood situation. Ever. You don't, you're not going to win the battle on those grounds because the devil is behind it. And he's going to keep on picking and keep on picking and keep on shooting his shot. And he'll have you all at each other and divorce and in divorce court like uh, Depp. One of our editors put deep. I think he was sleeping. He put deep and heard. And I had to tell him it's depth and heard. You don't want to go through no mess like that. And you don't even have the money to be going through no mess like that. Some stupid mess. But I believe it matters. It matters in the sense that the man is not always wrong in these situations as the world assumes and as America assumes. That's why it matters. The oppressed and the poor will trample those wicked people. This was a reversal of fortunes, an act of God's justice against the proud who had taken advantage of the poor. Isaiah was reflecting the scriptural principle that God has special concern for the poor who seek him. Now, beloved, in this passage, we see the benefits of trusting in God, having faith in God, and being humble to believe in God and to trust in God. My wife, Marika White, I told her that's, that's her problem. She's so proud she does not trust in God. And so she wants to make an issue with me and make it a flesh and blood situation. And I said, the problem is, you don't trust in God. You don't believe that God will bless you if you do it His way. And now, and, and for years now, I have believed. In fact, I believe it. I have been questioning her about her salvation since before my daughter, first daughter, Danny, was born. And I actually, I remember this right now. We were living in a certain apartment at the time in Macon, Georgia. And I literally prayed the prayer with her. I, I, the, Danny, Danny was just born. She was a baby. Beautiful baby. And she was, and my wife was just not being the mother she should be and uh, acting weird. Uh, and you say, well, well, maybe she had this postpartum and all that. I, that may be real, it may not be real, but, but here's the deal, people. We, get, we have to stop making excuses for people. You have to man up a woman up and do your job. Put your big boy drawers on or your big girl panties on and do your job. I mean, I guess they had the postpartum. When the women were black women were slaves and they dropped the baby in the field in the afternoon, they, they, they were right back out there with the baby on their back. So, you know, maybe they had more time than that, I don't know. But the, the, what I'm saying is there are people who have gone through far worse than we have. And, and we have to suck it up. And, and if you're going to get married, you're going to have to be married and you're going to have to do the job. The husband has to do his job. 
wife has to do her job, mother has to do her job, father has to do his job, whether we feel like it or not. And so I, I tried to lead her to the Lord in Macon, Georgia, way back 30-something years ago, when my daughter Dan, Danny was a baby. Since then, I have not done that because I can make a, I can have a prayer, prayer, but she, she'll, she'll do it. But she has to do that. She has to come clean with God and, 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 and get saved. And, and, and you say, well, how do you know she's not saved? Because there, there's no fruits. And I believe that all of my children need to hear me uh, say that so that they can have some healing. Be that as it may, the proud who trust in themselves may be able to raise themselves up for a little while, but in the end God will lay them low to the ground. No matter what heights they are able to attain, God will bring them down, down, down. God will bring their great cities and mighty works crumbling down to the dust. Where God will then allow the poor to trample the ruins of the city of the proud. And Dr. Matthew Henry said, God will make humble souls that trust in him to triumph over their proud enemies every time. Those that exalt themselves shall be abased, for he brings down those that dwell on high. And wherein they deal proudly, he is and will be above them. God is always above them and above us all. Even the loftiest city, Babylon itself, or Nineveh, he lays it low. God, see, th see, this is what, what, uh, what you people don't understand about God. See, you think, oh, surely God will never bring down America. Surely God will never allow Russia, or North Korea, or China, or Iran to destroy America. You do not need to think stupidly like that. You don't know what you are talking about. God can bring the mighty America down as he has brought down mighty Rome and other countries and other kingdoms with great power. Oftentimes only a prophet can see it. But I'm here to tell you that God can bring a country down very, very low to nothing. He can lay it low. And you need to understand that. He's done it in the past. And he's doing it, I believe, now, piece by piece and very lovingly. Always remember now, God is love. But he loves you so much, you're not going to run over him and dictate to him how things are going to be. That's not... Do you remember the hymn writer's song, This Is My Father's World? He can do it, be it ever so well fortified.
You have all the bombs you want. God can bring you down, down, down. He's doing it right now in front of your faces. And you don't even understand it. You don't even know what's going on. You're still trying to do the happy talk. He has often done it. He will do it. For he resists the proud. It is his glory to do it. For he proves himself to be God by looking on the proud and abasing them. And bringing them down to the ground. God can do it. God has done it. God will do it. And God is doing it right now. All the nations of the world are like putty in his hands. Very easily he can bring it. He can bring the whole world. He's brought the whole world down to his knees. So he can bring it down to your face in the dust. To your knees. Just like that. Without even bringing it out of hand. Okay, coronavirus plague just shut the whole world down. But on the contrary, those that humble themselves shall be exalted. For the feet of the poor shall tread upon the lofty cities. He does not say great armies shall tread them down. But when God will have it done, even the feet of the poor shall do it. It is wise for us to not trust in ourselves, lest we be brought low but rather trust in the Lord so that he will give the victory to us. And so, my beloved, in our, as we close, if you struggle with pride, take this passage to heart and take heed to it the next time you face that temptation. Let's pray. Holy Father God, help all people to humble down before you. Help those who name the name of Christ especially to stop riding on their high horse and to choose to humble down before you and to do your work and to do your will. And Lord, we pray that people who are religious but lost, help them to humble down and get saved on their own. Uh, that way, Lord, by your grace, hopefully we'll know that, that it is real. We don't want people praying prayers that they don't mean, but to mean what they pray. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ said the most loving, most wonderful, most magnificent and most important words in the history of the world. When he said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. The Bible also says in Romans 10.9 and 13 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Dear friend, understand that you are a sinner, and I am a sinner, for we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so we need a Savior. 
We have violated God's law. And Jesus Christ suffered, bled and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. So believe in him today as he has said and be saved from the hell that you deserve and that I deserve. If you want to be saved from hell today and from the power of your sin, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Follow me in prayer. Mean the prayer from your heart, believing in your heart, in none other than Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ didn't say anything about believing in baptism or believing in church membership or believing in working in the church or giving money to the church. You don't have enough money for this salvation. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Let's pray. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner. I have broken your Ten Commandments, such as lying, stealing, lusting after people in my heart, coveting what they have, dishonoring and disobeying my parents. Uh, dishonoring your name by taking your name in vain and many other sins I have repeatedly sinned against you for Jesus Christ's sake please forgive me of all of my sins as I now believe in your Holy Son the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, who was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you and in your gospel. Please come into my heart and into my spirit to save my soul from hell. <clears throat> Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins and turn from my evil ways and follow you in the newness of life. Lord Jesus Christ, for I pray it in your name, amen. Dear friends, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, you are now saved from hell and you are on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Jesus Christ please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do 
after you enter through the door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Until next time, my beloved, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. As we listen to that song and sing that song, I'll fly away. Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the earlier prayer meeting service uh, that set us up for this service. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done with us and through us throughout this day. Thank you, Lord, for another privilege led by my baby daughter, Danielle Elizabeth White in passing out gospel tracts and Lord we pray that as we always pray you bless and anoint those gospel pamphlets that lost souls will come to know your Savior and Lord bless and anoint the preaching of your gospel here tonight and save those who are lost from that awful place called hell for it, we have been reminded that we could die at any time and at any place and at any age. So Lord, help us to take it seriously. Help us not to foolishly just go on with our lives and not remember the people in Uvalde and in Buffalo. Comfort them as only you can. Now Lord, help us throughout this night to pray without ceasing until if you should tarry your coming and we live until we meet again in jesus christ's name we pray and forsake amen dear friends pray without ceasing lord willing i'll see you tomorrow